everybody. Welcome to It Never Rains on this podcast. I'm Hith Lede. I'm the managing editor for Addicted to Quack. It's a website. Uh, joining me this week is one of the great writers for ATQ, Adam Holland. How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, not quite as upbeat about the basketball team as I was last time we spoke, but uh, another day, another dollar. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, the men's basketball team should have a, a little, uh, smoother ride, uh, but we'll, uh, save them for the end of the podcast. Uh, for the time being, you've been, uh, uh writing, a, uh, about the softball team, uh, which should have you pretty upbeat. I'm not sure why you're not, uh, jumping for joy. This <laughs> team, uh, has looked great. They're 12 and three. Yes. Um, they just uh, came back from the Mary Nutter tournament where they clobbered um, a lot of really good teams, including uh, just destroying number three, Florida eight to zero. Um, uh, uh, So far, what have your uh, impressions of the softball team been? Well, uh, yeah, the, uh, the softball team is definitely brightening my hopes uh, for sure. Uh, It's getting back into diamond duck season and uh, it looks like Melissa Lombardi's starting to get this team to buy in. Uh, I think uh, first and foremost, obviously, what we got to start off with is the fact that, uh, you know, you and I discussed last spring, kind of like one of the issues with them was was not having that that ace, that, you know, that, that go-to pitcher. Um, but from everything we've seen so far, uh, Oregon seems to have figured that out in uh, Stevie Hansen, at least so far this uh, this this season. Uh, she's eight and zero on the season, just knocked off three top twenty five teams, as you just talked about. Um, now Florida was was an amazing win. Um, I did I did kind of see Florida also get destroyed by UCLA, so. Maybe the, the yeah, Bruins, but UCLA the, might be you know one of the best yeah. teams in the country too. Yeah, you know? that's what I mean. You know, maybe you know UCLA is just as good as they always are. Maybe Florida's not quite what they. I, I don't know. Still, a super encouraging weekend at the Marinette. It's Pass. hard to imagine that Florida is a trash team, and no, we're going to look back on that win yeah. at the end of the year, going like, "Oh, that was a fool's gold win," you know? Yeah, no, definitely not. And so, um, yeah, covering them uh, the previous weekend. <clears throat> when they were uh, down there for the Campbell Cartier Classic, uh, just sweeping that was impressive enough. And then uh, starting the Mary Nutter Classic, it it was ugly. You know, not going to lie, the 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 '05 loss to, to Cal State Fullerton, not really being able to. I mean, Fullerton's a pretty good team. That that game was weird though. Like, I know that not a lot of people got to watch it. You know, but it's like if you dive into that game, there's this bizarre sequence that happens where, you know, a, a ball get an easy ball gets hit into the outfield, and then, uh, and then there's a fielding error, and then there's a throwing error, and basically three three runs get scored, uh, you know, unearned and Mm -hmm. the the game sort of like gets away on this like screwball inning. Um, and, uh, and like, that's bad, but really it was a bats like that's bad, but then it it came back to be a bats problem. And and like, boy, I I don't know. We, we may like come back that, that, I, I don't know. Let's put a pin in that because it's something that I want to talk about in a bit. But why don't you keep going? Sure. Point is, it it, it wasn't the prettiest of games, but uh, the way they rebounded from that um, against against three straight top twenty five opponents like that, 
uh, to just to just come clean and sweep out the rest of the tournament. Really, just like you said, has this team looking looking pretty top notch. They have one more tournament to head to in California next week, uh, the Judy Garman Classic, and then they will start off conference play. And as usual, you know, conference play is really going to kind of like tell us who that team really is. But I'm definitely really feeling the way this team has been performing so far. Hanson has been an unbelievable pitcher and uh, the hitting, uh, the hitting by McGowan and um, Humphreys and, and Bunker uh, has been, it's, it's been pretty steady. Uh, you know, not every game they've had has been an offensive explosion. You know, they've had a few games where they've had to eke it out with just a couple runs, but uh, when they get hot, uh, they can pour it on. And we've, we've seen that a couple times in these uh, tournaments, uh, like when they scored 12 runs against UC Riverside and eight runs against Florida. So uh Definitely, definitely liking what I've seen so far from this team. Yeah, the, um, you know, there was what we talked about all of last year, um, especially, you know, when there was sort of a lot of this, like Melissa Lombardi's on the hot seat stuff was that, you know, the, the pitching situation was pretty dire. Uh, you know, between Yanez, you know, in, being injured and, and, you know, players transferring out and Stevie Hansen being like a true freshman that like, you know, it, it, it was, uh, you know, a dire enough situation that like, you know, you, you could see some real talent with Stevie Hansen, but that, you know, there, there was a, there was a plausible explanation, but it, you know, you couldn't prove it, but it was a plausible explanation that like, look, everything is good with this team, but except for the bullpen and that Hanson is phenomenal, but you know, even her numbers are being curtailed by the fact that she's being asked to do too much and she doesn't have any relief. And that if she could just get some, you know, transfers and some help and build out this bullpen that, you know, and bring back the key players, you know, everywhere else, this team could be dynamite and this Lombardi on the hot seat stuff, you know, is going to look real silly next year. You know, you couldn't prove it, but you're like, look, that's plausibly true. Um, And then the way the season has started has sort of made that theory look like, yep, that theory was true. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's still too early, you know, to, to, to take a victory lap on that one. But like it, you know, you could sketch that out from the data that you had last year and say, "Mm, yeah, uh, you know, it was a possibility that because like you could, you know, th- that's what you could see is like, y- you could see that the hitting was there. You could see that the fielding was there. You could see that the talent in Stevie Hansen was there. You know, y- you could see this team, you know, limited, stupid mistakes. You could see the, like the athleticism was there. Um, that's sort of like difficult to describe, but it's like they, they didn't get, mm, they didn't get beat by like athletic, you know, getting ath- out athleted. You know, in fact, they, you know, like, yeah. Uh, appropriately tie would go to the ducks, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, on a squeeze play, Oregon was going to win, you know, uh, you know, because they had superior athletes to whoever they were playing, you yep. know, whether the Oregon was the one doing the squeezing or Oregon was the one on the squeeze, like, 
you know, Oregon was going to win because they were faster than you. They were going to throw the ball faster than you or they were going to run faster than your throw. Um, and like all of that was there and it's just, they couldn't shut down games with good enough pitching. Um, and, and they, they, and, and, and we spent a lot of time in this podcast, you know, criticizing Lombardi's decision when it came to like, she's not pulling the pitcher fast enough, but like mm-hmm. pull the pitcher for who, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's tough when you and now that, that she- option. You know, now that she's got a more robust, you know, pitching staff, it's like, uh, you know, um, the thing, you know, honestly, the thing that has concerned me, you know, is, you know, this is what I wanted to circle back to is like this team needs to slug it in order to get, you know, runs in. You know, what what I've sort of been concerned about is like, okay, it was a two to one win against Northwestern. It was a two to one win against UC San Diego. That sh- the, the, the loss that they suffered to Cal Fullerton, it was an O to five loss. Like I said, you know, three of those runs were sort of freak, you know, uh, runs. Um, I, I really didn't actually think it was on the pitching staff. It, you know, when I dove into it, it didn't make me, you know, it didn't give me pause about, you know, Hanson. Hanson came in to try to like save the game, but it was actually on Morgan. Um, but even then, I didn't really think it was on Morgan. It was on some, fr- you know, freak stuff. Um, but the problem was they weren't scoring, right? They, they got shut out. Like, you know, it, it's, it's a little too easy for this team to not, you know, like against Oklahoma state, they didn't score. Um, you know, they only scored three against Maryland. Like, uh, I'm, you know, if this team has a problem, like it's sort of like a, a bit of a flip side to last year. Um, it, it's like, it, it, you know, it looks like they solved their pitching problem, but, I really want to see more dynamite, you know, coming from the bats. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, you know, uh, 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 there's a couple too many, you know, games where they're only scoring two runs for, for, for my taste. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, the, the, the bats were, the bats were firing at will, you know, against uh, Florida and again against Missouri. And I, you know, I noted that um, you know three different players had had multiple home runs in that span too. Oh yeah, and so that 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 was going well. But then yeah, you look at you know you look at the the competition against Northwestern and UC San Diego, and it's kind of it's kind of like you said, you know, you 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 eke out a couple runs and then you hang on for the win defensively uh, with with uh, Stevie's pitching. So it's it's just kind of like eh. the, the the offense is maybe a work in progress. I'm I'm encouraged at least by what I've seen. Like I said, uh, um, um, McGowan and Munker, at least to me, seem pretty consistent with it. I, I wouldn't. But mind I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is like explosiveness, though. I agree with you on that. Like against Florida, that's what I'm saying. Is like they were piling it on with home runs, especially yeah. at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like you know what I'm sort of what I'm not seeing on a consistent basis or as consistent as I would like is like, is just like hits, you know, like mm-hmm. singles and doubles. Like, yeah. you know, I want to see singles, you know, I want to see a single every inning, you know, like that's why I want to see like consistent, you know, firepower every inning. And there are like stretches where, 
you know, it sort of disappears. And it's like, mm, you know, I don't dig that. Now we are, you know, for this upcoming, for the Judy Garman classic, we'll, we'll probably see a little more about that, you know, of that, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're seeing they're they're probably going up against with the exception of Minnesota, which is a decent team, you know, uh, Minnesota beat, you know, uh, Maryland, the team that Oregon lost to, to begin the year. Um, uh, uh, but you know, they're, you know, they're playing like Cal Poly, San Jose state, loyal and Marymount, you know, like they, they should, you know, there, there's an opportunity to get some real offensive rhythm, uh, you know, against the, in the Judy Garman tournament. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll look forward to that, but yeah, that's the, that's the thing that I'm really looking um, forward to seeing the ducks build on some offensive success. Like I really want to see those bats start really, um, really swinging. Yeah, definitely. That would be a, a big boost heading into heading into conference play after the Garmin Classic. Well, unfortunately, it's not going to be televised. Uh, you know, you, you can only catch it on the radio. Um, but uh, when uh, when conference play begins uh, next, uh, you know, the the next weekend, um, uh, starting uh, starting out with Washington, that'll start be televised uh, on the Pac-12 network starting on, on March 10th. Um, and we'll start covering those with with game threads. All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little hoops. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, speaking of Washington, uh, just today, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, we watched uh, the Ducks in the first round of the Pac-12 <laughs> tournament uh, um, in the women's side uh, beat the Washington Huskies. Uh, it was a bit of a thriller, I suppose, uh, <laughs> in that the Ducks uh, needed to come back to win that game. Uh, they led by as many as nine, uh, but then they fell behind. Um, I assume you watched this game, Adam? Yep. Um I mean, thank God we beat the Huskies. Uh, always, yeah. <laughs> always, always good not to have a loss to them. Uh, but yes, I agree. He, a, after tonight's performance, I yeah, I, I I don't really have a lot of hope going against Stanford tomorrow. To be perfectly honest, yeah, I have a hard time seeing this team beat Stanford. I mean, like honestly, this game was this game was hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, to be perfectly honest. I mean, but I mean, both, both these teams shot really badly. Yeah. Um, and if it takes you 28 know, points from Rogers to squeak by Washington by two points, then that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, Slurms wrote this, this article, but it basically took a heroic, you know, e- effort by Rogers at the end of the game where she just like, she went unconscious, right? Like I think she went for like six for eight at the end of the game you know, and like single-handedly, you know, pretty much single-handedly won the game, you know, for the Ducks and, you know, Washington going just totally ice cold um, at the end of the game. But it's not like Washington was shooting real well and then stopped shooting well. They went from shooting cold to shooting ice cold, you know, like Washington shot 35% from the floor and 29% for, excuse me, I'm sorry. I I just read Oregon stats. Washington <laughs> shot 36% from the floor and 26% from three point. You know, like both these teams just shot real bad. Um, and 
and uh, and Oregon had you know the difference in the game is that Oregon had uh, Indy Indy Rogers and, and Washington didn't. Well, and the, the, um, the difference was also free throws. Uh, Washington shot sixty seven percent. Oregon shot eighty seven percent. I think that. Yep. Yeah. Make, <laughs> when it comes make to your flipping games, free throws. Free throws are going to decide it. Yep. Make, make your flipping free throws. Yeah. I, you know. Uh, well, and it's a you know what that you know. Washington shot four for six, you know, from the charity uh, stripe, Oregon shot seven for eight, which means Oregon got two more free throw mm-hmm. opportunities. Um, it also had to do some late game management. You know, Oregon was up late at the end, which meant that, you know, there was some keep away at the end, you know, always good to be up late. Um, yeah. Especially when you both teams are shooting badly. It's good to be able to run around and not have to shoot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, in a game when neither team can make a bucket to save yeah. their lives um turnovers but I mean, turnovers were a big issue too i mean i know technically oregon did not record double digits in turnovers they had nine but it sure watching the game it seemed like they had double digit turnovers um i mean i thought oregon rebounded well you know that was a bright, bright spot um you know I, I continue to think Okay, bright spots. Um, I <laughs> yeah, like. Sorry, the, I'm being a little too. I like the evolution of Filipino. Like, okay, you know, it's probably look, man. It, it they're probably going to get hit, hammered by Stanford um, tomorrow, uh, and it, you know, I don't know what the the postseason holds. I I don't know if the NCAA is going to select them for a, you know a, uh, an at large bid. It's hard to imagine. I do. I yeah, I do not see that happening. You know, I I don't know what the future holds for this yeah. team, but you know, let's uh, let's isolate some bright spots. Sure. I, I like the evolution of Filipina Che's game. I think she's a dominant interior presence. I think she materially affects um, the game um, in terms of you know both defensively, in terms of you know rebounds, and and what I really like, you know, and I got to watch this before my very eyes. The fact that she's willing to shoot the ball, um, you know, like at the beginning of the season, it was like. She wasn't even, you know, trying. Um, and now she is. And it's good. You know, and, and, and like I I would like for her to be responsible for more than like six points a game. You know, I'd like for her to be responsible for more like 12, you know, points a game um, and threaten, you know, for more to like materially affect the way that uh, opponents have to defend, you know, Oregon's offense. Um, but yeah. like, yeah, you know, the fact that she's doing that more is great. Um, I liked seeing, you know, India Rogers, like put the team on her back. Um, you know, I, I like that Tahina Papau did not completely disappear. You know, this is a third straight game, which she completely didn't, you know, disappear. That's, I, I know that sounds like damning with faint praise for your point guard. Maybe it is, you know, honestly, um, because I mean, she definitely did, um, you know, for much of the season. Um, and you know, you could probably draw a pretty straight line between that and there in Oregon, just completely, you know, they're, they're complete, you know, skid and conference play and, yeah. and why they're unlikely to make it to the NCAA tournament. Um, I don't like the injury situation with chance gray or grace van Sluten. I don't like the fact that they were probably injured and having to play anyway. Um, I don't know what to think about that. Um, yeah, I, you know, but, you know, but having said all that, like, look, man, it's, it's, 
it's really dispiriting that this team can't shoot. You know, it's Chance Grace on started the game as a true freshman. She yeah. played 28 minutes. She shot the game, shot the ball from the floor five times. She missed all five times. Taya Hansen started the game, played 29 minutes. She shot the ball four times. She missed all four shots. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. There's something in the water in Eugene this year when it comes to hoops. And I, I and it's, uh, I don't know if it's just an anti-shooting potion or what's going on, but it is. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I do agree with you. I, I am pleased with the with the development of Filipina, and I think particularly since the departure of Sedona Prince, this is like a big time mm-hmm. for her to start stepping up. Uh, you can't teach size, and uh, that girl can be dominant in the post uh, off size alone. And so, really, it just comes down to is, is like, are you are you going to use what you got? And, um, you know what I mean? She like, it's like you said, she seems, she seems a little more, uh, like she has a green light to go for it and, you know, why not go for it? Because there's not a lot of people that are really going to be able to stop her, uh, down low one-on-one, uh, just, just isn't going to happen just based on, on, on sheer size. So, um, then when you, you know, when you have a, a big inside that can create space, it's like you said, it's, it's shooting. Uh, you, you have to be able to hit open shots. And, um, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, the, like, the, that's what she's buying. For, that's what she's buying for yeah. you. And, and if you're not, if you're not making that pay off, you know, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, like, like you can't, you can't have this many players. Like if, 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 if she's not going to single handedly, like throw it down, mm-hmm. which she's not, you know, like maybe someday that'll happen, but like, that's just not, you know, that's still evolving for her. And that's fine. Like she's new to this. That's we all, everybody understands that. But like, if that's not part of her game yet, it, it, like she's just going to dominate, you know, and put up, you know, 20 points a game. Like you can't have this many players disappear, you know, from a scoring perspective, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, where one, two, three, four, five, six different players, you know, combined for uh, uh, one made basket from the floor. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. And, it, you know, you bringing up uh, Tahina kind of disappearing and reappearing and disappearing and reappearing. It's it's frustrating because I, as you well remember, I had that girl pegged. Uh, from the beginning, I, I said even in the uh, that inaugural 2020 uh, recruiting class, it was like the you know the greatest cl- class in the nation, bar none. I I mm. said that you know despite all the size and everything, I was I was I was most excited about her because I knew we were losing Sabrina and I knew we needed a floor general. I knew we needed a point guard, and she you know she struck me as somebody that could get her teammates involved and kind of be that go to person. I wasn't expecting her to be another Sabrina. Nobody's going to be another Sabrina, but you know, she had kind of similar like type skill set where I was like, she could be like a great floor general for this team. And I, gosh, I, you know, it's been a couple years. I still think that, but it's, it's just so frustrating because you just don't see it on a consistent basis. Well, you know, it's difficult to assess it's difficult to assess a, a point guard um, when the rest of the team isn't shooting well, because the classical metric for assessing a point guard's um, field general quality is assists. Mm-hmm. 
um, but assists only get recorded when the other player scores their bucket. Yeah. And when everybody else has hands made out of stone, then the assist doesn't get recorded. Yeah. So what you're left with is, you know, sort of your subjective impression from watching the game, which we're all paid to do. Um, not very much, um, but we <laughs> all do it. And we have, a, we have like, a great salary here at ATQ. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're all yeah. We're we're all real proud of it. Uh, uh, yeah. So you know, and I don't know what is your subjective impression of her as you know, given that we can't trust the assist stat. Um, which hey, this game just like every other game is not real great. Yeah. Um, Given that we can't trust the assist stat, what is your subjective impression of her as a floor manager? You know, you you make a good point. It's not always going to show up in the stats board. I do think she does a good job of distributing the ball. And if you just watch them play, regardless of whether the, the players are putting it in the hoop, she's she's distributing it. She's not going Allen Iverson. She's not she's not ISOing. Yep, that's definitely true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, at, at this point, just given her her skills, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing her go a little more Iverson sometimes. That was one. I think that, that was one I mean, thing that I yeah. really kind of liked about Sabrina. And again, I, I, I keep bringing up Sabrina, and I'm 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 sorry, Tahina. I am not directly comparing you to Sabrina. I'm not trying to do that. But one thing I always liked about Sabrina is if. If there was a time when she was like, okay, screw this. I, I'm taking the ball. Get out of my way. I'm, I'm putting it in the yeah. hole. She would do it. And it's just one thing I would like to see a little more out of Tahina because I really feel like one-on-one, she's a very difficult matchup. So that would have to be my critique. I mean, we know she's capable yeah. of it. You know, she's had, I mean, she was packed to a player of the week last yeah, week. Yeah, you've seen her go off. You know? And honestly, I, I, she, I've, I've never seen her get shut down one on one. I don't think she can be shut down one on one. But I mean, like, it's just like, you know, yeah, that's great. It's not entirely her role. I tend to agree with you. I tend to think that, you know, honestly, I think that Oregon runs their offense pretty well. I think that Pow Pow runs the the offense that Oregon wants to run pretty well. I think Oregon selects its shots pretty well. I think they have good, you know, athletic advantages. I don't think that um, Oregon, you know, uh, uh, you know, foolishly, I, I don't think they're recruiting busts. Like, I don't think that they're, you know, the, 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 the idea that, oh, Oregon recruited players that were, you know, um, that, that were fool's gold or something like mm-hmm. that. You, you know, the recruiting services lied to them or anything like, no, you can see it. You can see the talent. It's for real. Um, I really just think they, they're, they just can't shoot. Like, it's just so crazy. Like Slurms noted this in his article, you know, when he wrote up this game, it's like they're selecting the right shots and then it just doesn't fall. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's crazy. And it's, and that, it, that it's lasted this long. Uh, it, it's, I don't, you, you know, and I feel like a broken break. When, when it comes down to the bottom line, you're right. You, you need, you know what I mean? You need a Lexi Bando. You need a Taylor Chavez. You need an Aaron Bowley. You need somebody that it's like, if she's putting it up, that thing's probably a splash. 
And if you, if you just, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not even sure if it comes down to the players. Like I, you know, what I was saying last week is I think it probably has, probably has to do with the shooting coaching. Yeah. There's, you know, that, that, that there's the probably be, needs to be some turnover in the assistant coaching staff, you know, in terms of like just the stroke polishing, um, you know, there, there's something off in their shooting mechanics, you know, on, you know, that like, I'm sure that they practice really well, but something about like live games, it's not translating and they, they, you know, I think that probably the current assistant coaching staff is not getting them to shoot the ball. You know, like we now have a season's worth of data, you know, a season's worth of data is showing them that their shooting performance is, is not where it should be. And that it has, it has to be structural. Um, and if it's structural, it has to be coaching and it can't be Kelly Graves. Um, like that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, because we know what that dude can, you know, his career has been too long. So, you know, and the idea that Kelly Graves is the one who's teaching, you know, shooting like that's ridiculous. No, that's not. not the head coach's You've job. Got a lot more like it, it must that. be. <laughs> yeah. And, and what we do know is that there's been assistant coaching, you know, turnover and, you know, it's probably time for some more assistant coaching turnover yeah. is my suggestion. Um, like, I think that's just like the most logical extrapolation from the data um, that I can pull off is just like this shooting slump is, is just been way too long and it's probably time, you know, for, for some better, you know, uh, s- structural improvement to that. Most likely. Uh uh, happy news is I can give in, in, but you know, having said all that, now Oregon's going to clobber Stanford, and we're going to look real stupid. So. <laughs> are 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 we saying that on purpose so that? It, uh, yeah, yeah that, <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Uh, we come back. We'll talk some men's hoops. All right, the uh, men are a week behind the women. They get a, a little extra uh, regular season play before they start uh, the Pac-12 tournament. They finish up in Eugene um, against the Bay Area schools, uh, Cal on uh, Thursday tomorrow, and uh, Stanford um, on Saturday. Uh, Cal and Stanford are both um, not very good this year. Um, in fact, I, on, uh, the, the PAC 12 subreddit, uh, I've been, you know, playing a, a little pick em game, um, uh, not for money or anything, just for fun in which you just pick four PAC 12 games at the beginning of the week. Um, just like you pick them straight up, like who's going to win, but you know, uh, and, uh, my little, the secret of my success is I just uh, pick against Cal every time and I get two free wins. It's <laughs> yeah. so, uh, <laughs> Um, and this week I, I picked, uh, the, for the first time ever, um, my, my quote unquote betting, again, there's no money on this. I'm not really betting, but my betting strategy has been, I'm picking Oregon in, uh, both of Oregon's games to win, uh, the highest percentage, uh, win rates, uh, uh, rest with Oregon against both Cal and Stanford this week in the entire pac 12, uh, go ducks. Uh, what do you think? Am I nuts, Adam? No, uh, I, I fully expect them to take care of business in these last two games, uh, which they should. Um, oh boy. All right, here I go. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) That was real dumb. All right. Why'd we say that? Here, here, here I go. I'm, 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 I'm going to try my best to, to stay composed here. 
I, uh, I was so frustrated with them. I actually requested a brief leave of absence of covering that team because it was, it was too hard for me not to be, not to be biased. Uh, yeah. I, I gave you one. Game. <laughs> yeah, no. I, and I appreciate that because I needed it. Um, oh boy. Well, the men's team. Uh, so let's, Let's go ahead and 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 I'm going to get my musings out of the way so that I can actually focus on some of the positives here. Um, after they, you know, uh, rebounded from that loss to Arizona and beat Arizona State in Tempe, then came home and clobbered USC. Man, I was I was feeling it. I was I was rocking and rolling. I was like March Madness, here we come. This is this is classic Altman. This team is turning the corner at just the right time. Here we go. The loss to UCLA was disappointing. They, they, they had all the momentum at the beginning of that game, let it slip away. I said that if they didn't... Have- UCLA is a pretty good team. I thought it was a decent showing yeah, I, against a good team. You're right that they let it slip away, yeah. but I, you know, I wasn't... No, I, I, I regrouped from my initial statement that if they didn't get that game against UCLA, they weren't bound for the tournament no matter what they did. I made that statement initially, and then after seeing them against UCLA, you know, I, I was like, okay, that's a little harsh. They hung in there. You know, it really wasn't a bad loss by any stretch of the imagination. And I was like, you know, realistically, this could still totally be an NCAA tournament team. And then the walls just came caving in, and, and they lost to both Washington schools in close games that they should never have lost. And it was the same old thing. Honestly, the Wazoo one in if the Wazoo one happened in isolation, it would have stung. But it was like it was kind of this dumb game where Wazoo like they hit a bunch of threes and some improbable shots at the end of the game, and it was like God, you know, it it was it was an obnoxious loss. But I kind of could have I could have handled the Wazoo loss in isolation. But that Washington game, man, I understood why you threw yeah. a tantrum about that no, game, I, yeah. like. That game sucked. And you know who uh, really like broke my heart and really I was like, I kind of didn't blame you for wanting to be off the beat for a while in particular, uh, who had a bad game in that game. <laughs> I, 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 I can guess. <laughs> it was Will yes, Richardson. Yes, it's Mr. Richardson. And uh... I, I mean, it was just really frustrating. I mean, the guy scored zero yes. points. He, he basically didn't attempt a shot like until the end of the game. And that shot sucked. Yeah. Uh, Tahina Pal Pal looks like a CP three uh, consistency wise compared to Will Richardson. Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, it, uh, you know, I, I don't like, I, I made a mistake when I was previously recording and I said, like one of these guys like looks afraid to shoot. And, and like that, I, I shouldn't have said that it was, it was a stupid thing for it was a it was a it was a slip of my tongue because I, I shouldn't attribute like emotional you know or moral uh, uh you know uh, motivations to these things because i don't know i don't know what's going on in their heads or whatever but like man if i was just like looking at appearances in that i was just like did he not trust his hands like i don't understand <laughs> it like i don't understand how you can be a point guard and think it's acceptable to not shoot the ball. Yeah. You know, well, like especially ever. when you are a uh, larger point guard that has proven time and again 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 that if you attack the rim, people have a lot of trouble stopping you. 
And that we've never not seen Will Richardson not have success when he attacks the rim. The guy is a larger point or guard. He's they'll foul stop. you, and then they get in yeah. foul trouble, and you get to shoot free throws, which you should be able to make your free throws. Like you should get more than one point per possession on when you're shooting free yeah. throws. You should get, you know, closer to, you know, closer to two, you know, maybe like one point eight. Yeah, and here's here's another gripe that I have, <laughs> and I, like I said, I'll, I'll try to get these gripes out of the way so I can get to the positive points, which there is some. Trust me, there, you know I'm, I'm going to point out a few positive things. As much as Dante has really stepped his game up and become you know a, a centerpiece, pardon the pun, for this team and a you know a probable NBA draft, Quincy Guerrier, where did that guy go this year? I uh, Th- th- yeah. This is just not the same Quincy Guerrier we were seeing playing last year uh, on, on either side of the ball. And it's just, uh, I have to believe it's just there's, there's something psychological going on with some of these players because it's just like Richardson, Guerrier. I mean, these are guys that you know they can ball and you've seen them do it. And then it's just like they 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 pick which games they want to do that in. And other games are just like, meh. Yeah, you know, this is a throwaway, I guess. Guess I just won't show up today. And uh yeah. If I get too much into it, I'll just That's the <laughs> thing that's so bizarre about this team. The 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 really bizarre like, okay, bracket the Will Richardson stuff because he's sort of in a category mm-hmm. on his own. But like everybody else in this team with and then also bracket and Folly Dante because I think he's having a great Dante has been amazing. He's pretty I'm very proud of him. He has been yeah. a, a, a bright spot for the men's hoops all year. Not just that, but like his, I, I just mean like within the structure of both the offense and the defense, the way that he plays is, you know, just Absolutely. different from the, you know, the, right. But so, but t- talking about the other, you know, nine, you know, guys on the team, it's like Altman selects a different, you know, so, so like, you know, Richardson and Dante start every game, the other three guys who are starters, it's like, he draws names out of a hat. Obviously he doesn't, but like, I'm not sure how he's selecting those guys, but it's like, it's a crapshoot who, who's going to wind up actually like putting up points. Um, and it's never, and it's like, usually he'll get five guys over the course of the evening who will score double digits, but it's not going to be the five starters. Um, you know, like, you know, multiple starters are going to score, you know, single digits, you know, maybe, you know, low single digits. Um, and it's going to be some bench guys. And it's like, well, Dana, why didn't, why didn't those bench guys start, you know, like, so like against Oregon state in their most recent game, you know, like Nate Biddle starts the game, but only plays 16 minutes and scores seven points. Um, that's still better than Rivaldo Soares, who like, man, this is such a weird game, right? Like Rivaldo Soares plays 28 minutes, scores five points, would, you know, if I didn't watch this game, if I were just looking at the box score, I'd be like, why is this guy starting? I hate Rivaldo Soares. Why, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what a what a jerk. This guy nearly cost us the game, but then I do watch the game and I'm like, he's yeah, a hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, he saved yes. the Ducks. <laughs> he, you know, right? It's like, well, I guess he saved the best. For yeah, him, you know? yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I know. It's- <laughs> thank, th- thank you, Soares, because, uh, 
after after football season, I couldn't handle not sweeping Oregon State in basketball. So at, at, at I, least I can hang my hat on something, and that's the fact that we didn't have to see all those fans clad in that absolutely hideous shade of orange storm the court because you know they would have. They always storm the field and storm oh, yeah. the court every time they beat us because they have. They have, oh, they yeah, have like the most people celebrate. they've ever packed yeah, into their They don't have final four appearances and stuff like we do. So, not yeah, yeah, right. but, uh, all, anywho. Instead, they have to go home and cuddle their sheep. Yeah, for exactly. Comfort. Yeah, so, right. it, was, uh, it was wonderful just seeing those fans have to, have to sit there with their hands clasped over their head and just know that we took care of business against Oregon State. And I do... But like, I mean, it's so crazy because Soros play. I mean, he plays twenty minutes. He shoots the ball seven times. He only makes two of them for five yeah, points. They're the, yeah. But they're at the end of the game and they win. So he's the hero of the game and he yeah. gets the headline. But it's so, like, I mean, okay. Meanwhile, thank God, thank God he Keith, Bartholomew comes off the bench and scores and plays twenty six minutes and gets eleven points. On three of eleven yes. shooting, yeah. you know, and so like or, or Gary, the guy you started, you know, comes off the bench to play twenty six minutes on four for seven yeah. shooting, you know, so, like I, I'll, I mean, whatever, I'll take it. it. It never should have come down to a last second shot against Oregon State. They are horrible. Um, so, but I'll take it. And it's like it's upside. The box score is upside down. They they're, they shoot thirty nine percent from the floor, but forty seven percent from the yeah. That, that, like that team makes no sense. Anywho, I, I'm going to try to put my musings away and 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 focus on a few bright spots here. So uh, here we go. Uh, I fully expect Oregon to take care of business uh, the next couple games. Uh, don't think we'll have any problem mm. with Cal or Stanford. Uh, so that'll be nice to actually see, you know, them them close things out on senior night on a, on a winning note, unlike last year. Um, here's the thing. Altman, since he has shown up in Oregon, has has been brilliant. And uh, you know, I, he never ceases to amaze me. And uh, the, the, one, the one streak that he's had going is that he has never failed to win 20-plus uh, games as head coach of Oregon basketball. Sitting at 16 wins on the season and with two pretty much given victories against Cal and Stanford. You're, you're knocking, knocking on, wood. on wood and can you hear me yeah. knocking on wood right now? Yeah, my exactly. All I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to do the same here. Yeah. Very and, good. um, you know, realistically then you're talking about, you know, the, the, the PAC 12 tournament it could, it, I, I definitely think they could nab a game in that they may be able to able to get two and then, you know, I get thrown into the NIT. Depending on how ASU goes, they might even get Yeah, exactly. Line. And so, you know, then you're looking at probably the NIT, and it's like, yeah, of course. You know, even you know, playing at Matthew Knight Arena, I'm sure you'll be able to nab a you know, win against someone. Realistically, they, they have a very good shot at, at finishing with 20 wins. Um, it just, like I said, it just it, it's tough because, you know, I was sitting here a couple weeks ago all on my high horse about heading to the NCAA tournament. And uh, it's just, it's not happening now. And I just, you know, I've, I've wrapped my head around that. So I'm trying to focus on the 20 wins. Uh, I think that would be, a you know, another great milestone for, for Altman showing that he's, you know, he's never failed to win 20 plus games. And, um, you know, again, it, you never know how it's going to play out on the floor. I think, you know, Oregon's, Oregon's women's hoops has, you know, showed that with that 2020 recruiting class. But it, at least statistically and at least on paper, help is on the way. Uh, they, they, they have a big time recruiting class coming in. And if there's one guy that I have really started to get hyped about, it's Jackson Shellstad. 
And um, I'm probably going to throw another article about him out. Uh, I know I did one prior to the start of the season talking about how, you know, I, I, I could see him being a similar type player to Peyton Pritchard. And uh, I would like to, con- you know, continue talking about like how high he's risen as far as rankings and everything go with his play this season. And that, I, I feel good about him. I feel really good about him, you know, and then, and then, you've, you know, you've got a couple other five stars coming in, may even have, Bronny James coming in. I don't know. I don't know if, if that's that's true or not. But I mean, think of the attention that would get Oregon. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so yeah. there's stuff to look forward to. There is. Um, and so just you know, like I said, if if, if you're able to, to to kind of wrap your head around, you know, we're not going to the dance uh, for the second year in a row, which sucks. It hurts. It's been you know a while since we've had two years without a out a tournament appearance. Uh, just try to think, you know what I mean? That like close this out, maybe try to get 20, 20 or so wins. And it just shows the consistency of Altman. And uh, it's just, you know, the, the, the guy, even, even his bad seasons, even his seasons where you're like, Oh, that was a, that was a stinker. He's still winning 20 something games. And so there's, there's something to be said for that. There really is. All right, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, you got any parting words of wisdom for us, Adam? Uh, you know what? Uh, just just enjoy March Madness. Uh, it is March first today. Uh, you know, re- regardless of, of how everything goes with Oregon, it's it's a great time for basketball fans everywhere. It's it's my favorite favorite time of year, sporting wise. Have fun with it, people. It's, it's 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 good. It's good stuff. We didn't realize how much we missed it till the pandemic took it away that one year. Boy, that's true. Uh, we all had to, <laughs> we we all spent a lot of time inside uh, looking outdoors at the rain, um, but it never rains on this podcast. 